Welcome back to this episode of Country and Cold Cans Podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and today we have a couple special guests with us. Our first, uh, second time guest, actually, we have the guys from Whiskey Foxtrot, Sam Foster and Seth Williams. How are you guys doing? All right, all right. Yeah, man. So I'm glad to have you guys back on with y'all making the drive in this horrible weather. I know it's uh, a lot of rain and wind going on, so hopefully the drive was good for you guys. Like I said, I took a nap between, like, Mebbin and Chapel Hill, so it was all right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So... I guess first thing, like what you guys been up to? I know you just released a new record, been touring, so Yeah, we uh we went pretty hard through the end of twenty nineteen on shows and uh and we kinda took it easy through January up until now, uh to get ready for the record release that we did last week, February first. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. that got that out into the world and we did our release show at the Ramcat in Winston. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. You had a it looked like a really good turnout. It was. It was yeah. great. Was great, that one yeah. of the bigger shows y'all had or yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It was a fantastic way to kick off twenty nineteen for oh, sure. Oh yeah. yeah. I have never actually been to the Ramcat. That's one that I've always I've heard good things about that venue. Oh man. But like how many people does it hold? Because I, I don't think I've ever been out that way much. Uh I don't know. Capacity's probably close to a thousand I oh think. wow yeah. Maybe, yeah yeah it's a good size rock club yeah it's kind of like kind of like the lincoln thing. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i'm a big fan of lincoln i was just there uh two weekends ago I, I, me and my brother and my sister-in-law come down from dc every every year it seems like for the last like five or six years we got the uh, road trip to raleigh thank you yeah. 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 yeah i saw sam there actually on night one yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny like down, because as one song was i think it was mike and the moon pies yeah i think it was on i saw sam and i was like oh shit there's sam I went over there and like tapped him on the shoulder from across the railing, and this this older lady stops me. She goes, "Excuse me, this is my favorite song. You're gonna yeah. have to wait." I was like, "I'll catch up with you." Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh lord! Yeah, yeah. People I thought I was about serious to, about the I know, music. Right? I was like, "Lord have mercy." She almost hit him in the chips. She really did. I was just like, "All right, I'll back off. I'll, I'll walk away." <laughs> okay. But yeah, but that was a good time. But uh, so yeah, so the new record, you know, it's uh, Hard Lines and Headlights, man. I, I really like first. I really dig the album cover. Oh man, yeah. Like, how, so did y'all design that, or how did that come about? It was kind of several things. Uh, we were like, well, what's going to be something that's going to catch somebody's eye? Obviously, mm-hmm. so we did like the old school way of thinking of if this was in a record shop, full press vinyl. Like, what would that look like? Oh, yeah, Let's yeah. go for that. And you know, the way CD packages right. are now, you yeah. can make it look like a little vinyl. CD, for sure. But, Sam brought up the idea of the uh, there's a Bruce Springsteen album cover which Nebraska Nebraska oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in one of the songs it mentions a Cutlass uh, Cutlass Supreme yeah and our my sister our official photographer actually got with a guy and that is a real car from Burlington North Carolina oh, cool. and we, yeah, we kind of got to know the owner so we kind of with as a Whiskey Foxtrot we're yeah. always combining ideas as right. me and Sam right. so that's kind of you know yep. our our combination of what the album cover looks like. We had the idea, and our, our buddy Ricky laid it all out, laid out the yeah, right. the front and back cover, the insert, the everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah. you definitely succeeded in going for like that kind of retro vibe. Like uh, I yeah. really like it. So, but yeah, so the new record, like, who was the producer for that? It was split. Mostly, it was done by Benji Johnson. Okay. Yeah, in yeah. Earth Tones Recording Studio, but we did have a couple songs. Uh, that we recorded with Corey Hunt. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did you you record the entire thing at Earth Tones? Uh, all except those two songs. All except the yeah. two with Corey. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you. We recorded those at his place down in Denton. Yeah. Right, right. Awesome. So you guys both have released some solo records, and this right. is the first like full band record. Yeah. How different was this experience, like doing a band record versus like your own solo endeavors? Uh, it was it was definitely different because. You know, this is not like a group of musicians or or hired hands that kind of got together 
you know, once a day, you know, right, out right. of the week. Not it's like, like hey, guys coming in. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, it was, we were recording with guys that we obviously been around for yeah. over with for over a year now. And it was real interesting going in and, and going in with creative minds like that when you're all in one setting like right. that and been on the road playing oh, shows. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy. You think you'll go in and the songs will be one way, especially playing the shows yeah. together with them. Oh, and yeah. then it's, it's, once you get in that studio and start breaking stuff down, right. it's, it's, a, it's a studio song and then it's a live song. And yeah. then once you go into that studio, it, it becomes a little different. But oh, yeah. It, it was a great experience because everybody, everybody's sound contributed to what this right. album is and yeah. the best part too was we got to cut most everything live oh yeah that was actually going to be my next question was yeah. how did you record it yeah because like when I did my solo record it was all overdubs mm-hmm. just one track after another but for the last two years we've been playing shows rehearsing and playing together so it was really natural for us to just go in and just right. kind of set up and, and bang it out oh nice yeah. Yeah. so like from beginning to end when you go pen to paper onto the demo session onto like when you finally had the final LP like how different and did each individual song change once you kind of had the full band arrangement like was it similar or did, did was it like a different song by song it 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 varies based on the song sometimes we had a really clear idea of where we wanted to go um, there's one song the last track one of the last tracks on the album El Camino yeah, yeah. we had started trying to work it up with the whole band and it didn't ever feel quite right, and then finally right. it was. We just said, "Well, Seth and I are just going to play it on acoustic yeah. guitar." Yeah, yeah. And it's oh, kind of yeah. cool because it's a throwback to how how Whiskey Foxtrot started. Right. It's just the me and him, and it's a great contrast to what the like. There's just hardcore rock and roll in your yeah. face songs, oh, and yeah. then it's like, "Well, this is our roots. This is where we come from." Right. And that kind of rounds out the end yeah. of the album. Kind of comes there. back full circle and ties it together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so like for anyone, like uh, any new listeners to this particular podcast, like go on and give us a brief, I guess, uh, history again of how you two kind of came to make a band. Because like you guys were both solo artists and like and then you kind of came together. So if you guys want to like kind of expand on that a little bit. One big mistake. Yep. I think it's kind of. <laughs> I knew how to play an A chord. Seth knew how to play a D chord. And like we just made a whole right. band out of it. No, we. Uh, <laughs> We had first met a, a friend of ours putting together a songwriter night, included Seth and I and my current roommate now, was, uh, Sarah Sophia. We did a, all did a songwriter night together. That was close to five years ago now. Right. Yeah. And we met and kind of we'd play some shows together in between now and in, you know in between then and finally it just got to be where we were asking each other to play mm-hmm. on the shows all the time. It was like, well, screw it, let's just yeah. start a band. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, is that's what I. Everyone's dream, y'all are actually living the dream, is to start a band. <laughs> but uh, so when it came to this song, like I, I'm pretty sure like both of you guys had a bit heavy hand in writing the songs. Like, who wrote what? Did you ever write together? Did you write solo and bring them to the table? Or it's crazy. So far as of now, we haven't written one together, but we've always been involved, like taking it with the band. Right. Everybody's been involved. So in some ways, the song has been shaped by each other but in in from pen to paper and song ideas of what it you know started out with that first structure has always been either Mm -hmm. i or him and then we take it to the band right so but it's just one of those things it's weird and i feel weird at you know answering it i think we both do because it's like well y'all been in a band for this long y'all known each other it's just one of those things that just hasn't happened yet and when it does it's gonna be like we it's, it's a songwriting process for anybody that doesn't know 
if you start forcing it, it yeah. feels fake. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it feels like you're putting on a costume yeah. when you're trying to sing that yeah. song in front of people. Yeah. And that was one thing when we started. We never wanted to be yeah. be that. You want to be contrived. Yeah. No, it's like authenticity. I, I agree is key because you can tell when a, like a band or, or a singer feels what they're singing and exactly. a lot more emotion. They put more heart into it, and it's like it's hard to like you know quantify those things for people, but you it, you kind of know it when you see it. Right. Yeah. So, um, and was there anybody else in the band that they contributed at all like songwriting, or were they just kind of helping out with the arrangement? Really, it, it they helped out more with arrangements and everything. The all the like Seth said, all the songwriting was done. We'd bring basically the completed song in, and then we'd you know work it up. Who's going to play where and that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. But there was one track on the end of the record that we kind of all did together, which we didn't even know we were doing at the time. <laughs> it was it was actually a we were jamming in the studio, just getting levels set and everything, right. and Benji just happened to press record. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, was that the uh, instrumental track? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He was setting levels, and he just said. Well, I'm just going to record that. And that's why it doesn't have a start and an end. It right. fades in. And fades. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, uh, that was a special thing because when we were sitting there listening to backtracks and, and listening to what we had that one day, it's like, hey, he said, what's this track right here? Even Benji forgot. And right. he played that. Like was, six months later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. what in the world was that? I don't even think, I think, you know, I don't think we've spoken about it, but I think the cool thing is that that, that happened that one time mm-hmm. and to keep it in that one time and that one space and it's on this album yeah. and that's the only place right because that was a one time moment oh I yeah think that yeah. would be awesome just to kind of keep something it you, sacred yeah to the, it's something that album. probably if you went back and tried to do it over again it probably wouldn't happen the same way it would feel fake and forced exactly. right yeah. I mean exactly. I, I could do my lead guitar part <laughs> <laughs> I had that's like my one solo lick on the album as I did a bend and I know I could do that again but the rest <laughs> Not happening. It sounds like some Joe Walsh stuff. I, I can't really kind of hear it. It sounds like you've got that tone and stuff to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds really awesome. Just obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to, like, picking songs that make the record, like, did you guys, were all the songs that were written for the record the ones that made it, or did you have a bunch of others that you kind of had to decide, you know, we had we got to leave these out? We dwindled down some, yeah, especially yeah. from the start, yeah. starting point. We had, so we were kind of, because... When we started the band, we were in the middle of making our solo records. Right. We had a bunch of songs for that. And then as we got to putting the whole band behind it almost two years, or about two years ago now, we were we had a batch of songs, and then we kept writing. So we would say, hey, this one works well, this one may not. Right. We can come back to this song later and try and do it the best we can instead of trying to rush it. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like... Uh, some songs go together. Oh yeah. And when you put them in that format of, of an album, you know, it makes sense when they're when they're together like that. Right. Because we did have some songs that were like it, it was kinda hard decisions to cut because like we love right. playing those songs oh, yeah. and we love yeah. how they come out, but it's like it's like that one brush stroke against everything else yeah. that would just stand out. Oh, so yeah. we wanted yeah. to keep it a, like nice package. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And like having cohesion within an album is in the sequence in, in which like you, you put the songs on the record is, is very important because like you can write like really good songs and a song may be make killer on its own but it may not yeah. fit on that particular project right, so exactly. you may keep it in your back pocket for something later you know yeah. so but um so when it came to like d- picking the songs like I know a lot of bands like each band is different in this regard like I know that like for instance Wilco was is always mainly been a, a Jeff Tweedy thing and like in in the early days like their basis I think it was the basis Jay Bennett was kind of like the filter but like did you guys like when you picking the songs for for the record was it mainly a, a Seth and Sam thing or did like everyone kind of have somewhat of an input on which songs made the final track list? 
Yeah, because we, you know, we were always practicing together on Tuesdays, and everybody had had a, a, a little bit of a say so on what on what went on what went on. Right. Uh, yeah, unless unless one of us just felt really personally right. like we yeah. shouldn't put that song yeah. on yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, sometimes those things happen, and like, it's, if somebody's feeling that strongly about it, there's probably a reason for it. Yeah. It, it may not work within. They're seeing something that somebody else may not. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Which one was the one that you actually rewrote, and, or some of the lines? Uh, uh, hard lines, uh, hard yeah. lines, and bitter pills. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah actually, yeah. that that one had the first verse was the same, but everything else was totally different. Right. Yeah, and when we we love that was one where the band like absolutely fell in love with it. Right. And, and so we were that. like if you could it's like is there any possible way and then like he took it back and and the song come out by the way 10 times better. Like it it comparison to what you had and what it is now. It like it it's a blow away blow away kind oh, of song yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how that. you feel about it, <laughs> but as a band member it's an awesome song. Well, I, I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just another sad song. <laughs> hey, man. Bummer jams are the way to go. That's <laughs> right. Especially if you want to be country nowadays. You oh, yeah. Oh, bummer jams. But, yeah. So, like, when it comes to this record, like, at least, like, my take on it, my initial take on it, first listen to it, and then I, I kind of, in my mind, they reinforced it the more uh, plays I went through. Like, there's kind of, like, a, a couple of distinct, like, different sounds, I would say. Mm. There's definitely, like, um, a lot of that Heartland rock kind of, like, petty somewhat Springsteen-ish kind of sound Absolutely. and then you've got a little bit more of that like a, a bit of a throwback country vibe on some of the tracks like it was that kind of the, the meshing of like y'all's backgrounds coming in together or was like that just kind of the, the organic I guess approach that the band took in the recording process yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, no, like, uh-huh. like really like that was because we've like every single person in the band from me to Seth to Brad and Terry and Steve Everyone has so many different influences. We like a lot of the same stuff, and we like a lot right. of different stuff. And so that's why, like, all the songs were just kind of a culmination of it right. all. Like, like some songs, you're going to, like, it, they're written, and they're going to sound like a Heartland Rock song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but just the way Seth plays guitar, the way I sing, mm-hmm. it's going to sound, have yeah. that country influence on Right, that, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's, look, I'm... I'm from Eastern North Carolina, so I totally understand. Like, I, it doesn't matter where I move, people are just like, "Where are you from?" So, yeah. Right? Yeah, There's yeah. A distinct uh, way we all talk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you go out of state and you're from North Carolina. Everybody thinks you're from Georgia. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, are you from Georgia? Yeah. No, man. <laughs> yeah, like when I was doing my internship post graduation, uh, I was up for a few weeks in DC, and like I said, my older brother has been living there for like ten years. But when I went up there. It seemed like I was like, you know, an animal on display at the zoo. Yeah, yeah, just because yeah. anytime I would say anything, everybody acted like it was the craziest thing they had never heard it before. Yeah, just <laughs> just start saying stuff. Exactly. Just start talking. Exactly. It's, it's funny. Like, what? <laughs> I was working a day job, and I worked at an airline, and I was responsible for scheduling training. Right. Our training center was in Miami. Yeah. But the uh, the place we were scheduling with, they were based in Seattle. Oh yeah. So I'm on the phone with this lady who's in Seattle, and, <laughs> yeah. and like. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I need, you know, I need to get this training booked and blah blah blah. And she was like, Well, where are you at? And I was like, Well, I'm in Greensboro, North right. Carolina. She said, Greensboro, huh? That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. I said, what gave it away? She said, The vowels. <laughs> well, that's kind of how the band name come up yeah. on one phone conversation. Yeah, <laughs> my dumb ass. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've had a similar experience, like talking on the phone with clients at like my day job. Like, I've been sitting there talking to a, um, a lady at a car dealership once, and, like, so, like, I work in digital marketing. We do, like, all kinds of, like, social media stuff for, like, car dealerships throughout the Southeast, and um, 
<laughs> I was talking to this lady at a dealership in Georgia, I want to say, or something, but she happened to be from North Carolina, but I didn't know that at the time. Right. And, like, she got to talking to me, and I, she was just like, let me take a guess. You're from Eastern North Carolina. I was like, yes, ma'am, how'd you know that? She said, I'm from Elizabeth City. She said, oh, yeah. <laughs> she said I, can, I can tell by the way you pronounce certain words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, with... Were there any particular songs off the record that I guess you guys each would say is your favorite? Just like your favorite, like ones that you wrote, or maybe favorite that you like to play live? Man, that's a good question. That is a good question. I think one of the from my end, from what I wrote, uh, is probably El Camino, and then my favorite one to play is Last One Out. Yeah, because oh, that yeah, one, yeah. that one, like yeah. it's just one of those. It's like a slingshot. Once that one starts, right. it's, yeah. it's yeah. It, it's it keeps going. going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I'd have to say hey, the same, like, because after we got the uh, the mixes back for El Camino, like, I sat on my back porch and cried. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and, my, my favorite line in that song is the uh, the one, like, when you first, like, referenced El Camino, you're like, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, oh. that, that initially stuck out to me the first time I, I listened to that. Thank you, man. Yeah, but, uh, so, like, Andy and I were kind of, like, discussing this the other day about which ones were our favorites, and we kind of narrowed down to three, and admittedly with me being the one that's here and he's sick i uh i probably had a little bit more influence over this oh, thing. Cool. <laughs> but uh but probably my three favorite were like in order fulton county night uh el camino and then first to know yeah like fulton county night is probably my favorite just because it really gives me that a mix of like a springsteen slash dances for the lonely era american aquarium and it's like just it's it's just a good rocking song. Like I heard you guys play it. I think maybe I can't remember if it was the Poor House or Tin Roof. It's one of the two when yeah. you, y'all were in town. And like that one was just one that was a killer live song. Oh, yeah, man. and yeah. then El Camino, like the songwriting on that was phenomenal. So like that was just another one that I that really stuck out to me. Yeah, but but yeah. So like uh, I guess when it comes to uh, Andy had this question. So he is a truck driver. As I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but he owns his own trucking yeah. company. He wanted to know why you chose to reference a Kenworth instead of a Peterbilt because he's a he's a he's a hardcore Peterbilt guy. So <laughs> I think it, it, Kenworth is what they use in smoking the bandit, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And that was already actually our logo. Right. That first okay. prints of shirts and stickers right, right. we used the Kenworth. So I was gotcha. like, well, that's that's got to be the one <laughs> yeah. if, if I'm going to reference one. And and my thing was with songwriting, the more when you start naming names and you name something that's not just a general like yeah I could have said 18 wheeler or whatever yeah but you know I like I like it when songs because then that connects like even though he doesn't like them right that connected it's, it's still with him. it struck yeah. a nerve with him like yeah, it, it, exactly. it stuck out to him and yeah. so when I listen to songs that have things like that and elements in it that, that, those are the things that stick out and that I love like I don't like Mustangs but when Jason Isbell references that yeah. Mach One Mustang. It's oh, like, yeah, I yeah. think that's the coolest. It's it's the vivid imagery in, in a song that like really sticks out and strikes an nerve with people because it's something the, the I, like in my opinion the main thing you want to accomplish when you write a song is to evoke some type of emotion. Yeah, yeah, and I think like the the better you are with like I guess having more of a, like I said a vivid image like in the songwriting I think it, the better it goes to accomplishing that goal. You know, absolutely. So. But yeah, like he, that was the one question more so than anything he, he wanted to ask. <laughs> I mean, he, Kenworth flows better too. In the it's song. Kenworth, it yeah. Definitely does. He, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Andy. Peterbilt just wouldn't. That's a nice Peter you got there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it just might like take a whole different turn. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Volvo. What? <laughs> yeah. Mac. 
So like you guys, uh, y'all been touring a bit lately. Like, have you been mainly hitting the same spots in North Carolina, or have you kind of ventured out out of state, or how's that been going? Uh, for the through the end of twenty nineteen, we more or less stuck around North Carolina. Right. Um, but starting within in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be branching out more, going to Florida. All right. <clears throat> right now, got a show on the books to go out towards Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, nice. Do going all over the place, Virginia. And we're just mm-hmm. we're just gonna try and road dog it. Is that gonna be like uh, you guys doing like headlining shows, or y'all plan on like opening for people out of state, or uh, headlining shows, or mostly just playing you know three or four hour shows? Where right. We can find a place. That, one of the places we're going um, in Florida is the Southern Rock and Barbecue Festival. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's right second to last week of this month. Yeah. And there's we were down there last year for their inaugural one, and it was. It was a blast. Dude, oh, yeah. yeah. A barbecue and rock and roll. I mean, yeah, it's two of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then again, barbecue in Florida might not be. Look, like I said, I'm the Eastern North Carolina boy, so barbecue is a very specific thing to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think it's like you're 18 wheelers. You got to yeah. know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> this is a topic that we should not breach because I'm a Lexington man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, I understand you guys from the other side of the state, but, like, yeah. you know, I'm vinegar based yeah. pork all the yeah. way through. Oh, but. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I even actually ate barbecue last year. They oh, had really? they had this real good um, Spanish Spanish oh, food. Yeah, they had those uh, turkey legs there too. Oh yeah, the that? turkey legs. <laughs> Got a picture of Justin and Brad eating eating a turkey leg together. Yeah, Brad was Brad had his shirt unbuttoned. Yeah, and there's an awesome picture. I will have to find it. It's an awesome picture of me and Brad with both of our shirts unbuttoned, but he's holding like this giant, right. cartoonishly sized. Turkey legs. So was it like yeah. bigger than State Fair turkey legs? Just, just about. Just about yeah, I, I think person. so. Yeah, that's a big bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I want to know what they're feeding those turkeys to get yeah. turkey oh, legs. Yeah, like they grow on those things in their nuclear plants. Exactly. Shooting all kinds of steroids. <laughs> <laughs> the Jose Canseco of turkeys. Exactly. That's exactly. Dwayne Rock Johnson's turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. But, so yeah, like. So when, like like I said, we just uh, you guys just released Hardlines and Headlights. Uh, what about a week ago or so? Yeah. Like, and what's kind of like the, so first time as a band? What the promotional work I guess has been like? You've been hitting on like you know social media, radio uh, stuff like that, or have you been doing that? Yeah, a little bit. It's been more like um, for Facebook, and a lot, a lot of the fans have been sharing it. Uh, the, our fan base has been, which we're so thankful for, and they've been getting it out. But we have sent it to some radio stations, some friends of ours, and. Uh, what else? I, the I the, right now. the big thing now at this day and age is Spotify playlists. Oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah. people like you and um, there's another guy that runs the Think I'll Just Stay Here meme page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he he's been a huge before. supporter of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sending it to people like that who are influencers, so to speak. Right, right. But well, also, I don't know also, how much influence I have, but I'll do what I can. Well, it's more than <laughs> not at all. But yeah, I like because I, I, I thought I, I know that like. I had seen on YouTube before the first time like you guys came on the show was y'all had done like a radio interview I think around was it Winston-Salem or was it Greensboro probably Greensboro yeah probably yeah, Greensboro yeah. yeah we've done several in Greensboro but and, and it's awesome because those people are you know they're connected to the music community right. so in a way you start to get, be friends with them and stuff so it's oh, like yeah. Yeah, for sure it was awesome it was just like much like this interview you know we were we were, it's almost like we knew each other and were friends before the first right. one you know oh, so yeah. it was like yeah. it was kind of getting to know each other and absolutely face to face yeah well I, I tell you like I, I always try to keep these things between th- 20 and 30 minutes for people's daily commute so we got time if you guys want to play 
couple songs like we got oh, some time yeah. for that if you want to yeah, do that like yeah. you guys play whatever the hell you want so <laughs> so yeah let's uh we can separate so the first one is going to be el camino you said so yes, you guys take it away To a bird, so I can fly away. Mm -hmm. Make me into a bronco, bronco, so I can run through the wild Kentucky hills. Make me into an El Camino, best of both worlds. Haul my troubles away. Before 54, it'll rock and take pies attraction in the rear. Help me get out of here Play me in chrome, boy, we only can't worth to make the highway my home Jake break me in the song Hitch me to a train, watch me pound in the rain As I smoke jokes, try to stay in my own lane Like that sun for gauge, I'm picked all away. Running so fast that I'd have been disintegrated. Well, fade away in the yesterday. Expect me to stay that long Oh, all my feet get to itchy and harsh Harsh to thump and I break the chain again I wind up dead out there In a ditch in a bar Somewhere beneath the desert stars What I'm running from Finally catches up and kills me Or am sending me back to I tell you what you can do. Play me a chrome, boy, me only can't worth it. Make the highway my home. Jake, bring me a song. Hitch me to a train and watch me howl in the rain. Cause that smoke shows right stand my own way. Well, just like that simple gauge, I'm picked on the way. Run so fast that I'd hoof in the cigarette. Fade away in the yesterday. Feel the highway moan, rattling my bones. 
stand in the sunshine Or make you go blind Running out of road He says what I'm told I don't know my right from wrong thing I don't really know right from wrong I don't really know right from wrong hey, now. I don't really know right from wrong See that up close. Oh, like, man. Basically. That's awesome. the show here. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so you, you guys, like, if you want to play another one, feel free. I Let's mean, do it. Yeah, so, which one you play this time? Uh, let's do the last one out. Yeah, last cool. one out? This All is, right. It's a rock and roll tune, but it's, it's kind of fun to do this way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, rock and roll, baby. <clears throat> I'm ready.
wait for the call, no one near won't come. I keep myself done, cause I'm the last one. I'm the last one. I'm the last one. I'm the last one. Wait for my to let your mind. And there ain't no waiting in line. You come to see the last one out with me. You make all the posters, man, well, so you know, know them better than I do. Well, we're fixing to have a lot going on, uh, but you can find all tour dates, music information, whatever, online at whiskeyfoxtrotmusic.com. Whiskey Fox Trot Music, music on Instagram, mm-hmm. Whiskey Fox NC on the Twitter. And we're on Facebook too. Sounds good. It's on MySpace. And you guys make sure to go uh, get a copy of Hard Lines at Headlights, stream it, buy it, or stream it and buy it. Do both. uh, Yeah, do both. I mean, if you like country, try it out. Like blues, try it out. Like rock, try it out. Yeah, it's available for download now. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you guys making drive out here and coming on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime you guys ever want to come back home, that door's always open. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, like, I guess that's it for this episode of Country and Cold Cans Podcast. I'm Logan. I'm not Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Seth Williams. I'm Sam Foster. All right. See y'all next time. Peace.